Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and friends. We share good news and godly wisdom to empower you to be salt and light in every season of life. In this episode, Doug encourages us to press in, press on, and change the narrative. We can only press on and do what God has called us to do after we have pressed in to the presence of God. Listen as Doug encourages us to not lose our passion, grab hold of his word, and watch him change our circumstances. After the episode, check out our show notes on your favorite streaming platform and visit awardinseasonpodcast.org. If you gleaned anything from this podcast, consider paying it forward with a gift at somebodycares.org. Now let's join our host, Doug Stringer. The Lord reminds us in Ecclesiastes 3, 4, and throughout other scripture, that he sets the time for sorrow and the time for joy, the time for mourning and grief, and the time for dancing and rejoicing. In today's podcast, in the midst of our personal and corporate challenges, our griefs and our sorrows, I'd like us to refocus, to press into the presence of the Lord, to receive His virtue, to press onward, and to press into the place of God's promises and possess the land of God's promises for our lives. In fact, in our mid-year magazine that came out the beginning of July 2022, I wrote the article, Press In, Press On, Change the Narrative. Now, although I do believe that the message is significant and timely for all of us, especially in the world that we're living, it became very personal in nature, as on July the 8th, I received a phone call to see if I could minister on that following Sunday, July the 10th, for the 39-year anniversary celebration service for Vietnamese Baptist Church in Houston, of which, of course, I was quite honored to be asked to do so, even on such late notice. You see, Pastor Con Nguyen and Jennifer and all their children and the spiritual family of Vietnamese Baptist Church are like family to me. All the Wynn children for years have affectionately called me Uncle Doug. On any normal occasion, this would be a great time of anticipation, excitement, and celebration for the 39 years of Vietnamese Baptist Church. But this day would be a bittersweet day. In fact, let me read something to you from Kimberly and Michael Wynn. A bittersweet day, but one full of love and joy. The Wynn twins made their arrival. At 3.15 p.m., we held Nehemiah's body in our arms. But Nehemiah had already entered the gates of heaven to be with the Lord. Our sweet baby boy joined his big brother Ezra, and together they now dance at the feet of Jesus. At 3.16 p.m., autumn rain entered the world with a mighty roar, a cry we have waited to hear. Our hearts were full of so much love the moment we laid eyes on our babies. Though our hearts ache and mourn the loss of our sons, we find an immense amount of peace in knowing that Nehemiah was welcomed into heaven's gates with open arms from our Heavenly Father and also a fist bump from his big brother. We hold on to the promise autumn is to us, and we have seen the autumn rains that our Lord pours on us. We remain faithful and trusting because we know that there is more to this testimony than we can see. We praise God for the beautiful daughter he has given us to raise here on earth. Until we meet again, my sons, we love you. You see, to add to the bittersweet moment and the sorrow is that in the prior year, in August 3rd, 2021, their son Ezra Michael Wynn was born, but only lived on this earth until September 16th, 2021. In those 44 days in the NICU with Ezra, they said that each day was filled with prayers and worship and thanksgiving in Michael and Kimberly's hearts and on their lips. They read the Word of God. 
They sang over him, prayed and declared life into him, and were able to witness many miracles that God performed in his body. And although they were deeply saddened, Michael and Kimberly believed that with complete confidence God had used Ezra's life to change them in many ways. They also believed that their son fulfilled every plan and purpose that God placed on his life here on the earth. So you can only imagine that in the midst of their sorrow and still grieving over the loss of their son Ezra, when they heard the news that they were pregnant with twins and that they were going to have Nehemiah, Michael Wynn, and they were going to have Autumn Rain Wynn talking to the family, even how their names were chosen. I can imagine the excitement and the joy as the whole family were rallying around Michael and Kimberly in preparation for their new twins that were going to come forth and to bring into this earth and to raise them in the ways of the Lord. So you can only imagine the bittersweet moment as the whole family, the church, Michael and Kimberly, were all preparing for July 8th for the entrance, this great and wonderful and joyous entrance of these two children into the Wynn family. At the same time, preparing and celebrating the anticipation of the 39-year anniversary of Vietnamese Baptist Church. Yet in the words of Kimberly, it truly was a bittersweet day, but one still full of love and joy. As I reflect on that day and that weekend, I'm amazed at the incredible amount of courage and grace and strength from Michael and Kimberly and all their family, the Wynn family, and the church family. So it's in that context that I want to share today that message of how they've exemplified what it means to be family, but also to press in when you feel like there's nothing left to give, when you're pressing into the very presence of the Lord so that they can press onward and still hold on to the promises that God has given them. As I stood before the congregation on their 39-year anniversary, I began with the words from Ecclesiastes 3-4 in the Good News Bible. The Lord reminds us in Scripture that He sets the time for sorrow and the time for joy, the time for mourning and the time for dancing. And I went on to say, today is a time of rejoicing and joy and celebration of what God has done and will continue to do. Today is not the time for sorrow and grief and mourning, but it is the time for joy and rejoicing as we celebrate the wonderful news of the birth of beautiful autumn rain when and as we celebrate the goodness and faithfulness of the Lord for the 39 years anniversary of Vietnamese Baptist Church. For 39 years, the Lord has led you with promise and vision, signs and wonders, even through the times of wilderness, valleys, challenges, and seeming obstacles. The Lord that gave you the promises has led you through the process and is taking you into the future of possessing the land of His promises. So even as we continue to pray for Michael and Kimberly and all of their family, Let us also be reminded that for all of us, we can take this example of the importance that no matter what we go through, the bittersweet moments, the times of sorrow and grief, that we also need to focus on the times of joy, rejoicing and dancing before the Lord. I have found that I can only press on and do what God has called me to do after I've pressed into the very presence of God. So I'm not expecting us not to deal with the sorrows of life and the griefs of life, but today, let us take a moment of rejoicing in what God has done in our lives and what He's going to do in keeping the promises of what He's already given us. I remember years ago, the late revivalist Leonard Ravenhill, who had become like a spiritual grandfather to me, used to write me notes and say, press on, Doug, or keep pressing on. 
And eventually I realized that I could only press on when I understood that first I have to press in. We see that in Mark chapter 5, in the story of the woman with the issue of blood, it says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather she grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If I only can touch his clothes, I should be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. When this occurred, Scripture tells us that Jesus immediately said, Who touched me? He had sensed virtue being drawn out of him and the release of his power. His disciples answered, in fact, Lord, everybody's here because you're here. They're here to see you, the crowds, the multitudes. They're all here, and they're all trying to get close to you. But you see, Jesus, in the midst of the crowd, knew the difference between those who were just there to hear about him, to see him, to experience things, and the difference between the one in the crowd who wanted to draw virtue from him and literally touched him, touched the hems of his garment, that it changed them. You see, we can be a part of large or small gatherings, studying the word, going to Christian concerts, all the good things in, in the Christian community. But there's a difference between doing those things and yet pressing into the very presence of the Lord himself. When we're going through struggles and doubts, difficulties and pains, hurts, sorrows, brokenheartedness, we need to press into the one who loves us like nobody else can. We press into the healer of healers, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He is the greatest physician of all, the great provider, the comforter. He is the Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha. He's our everything. You see, God changes circumstances. When I personally went through cancer in 2015, I would tell people every day is a good day because we serve a great God. Some days were better good days than others. I remember people would say to me, how can you keep praying for miracles? How can you keep traveling and ministering the gospel when you're going through all that you're going through and getting treatments and chemo treatments and losing your hair? And I would simply answer, because my circumstance doesn't change who God is. God still changes circumstances. Why should I compromise his word to fit my circumstance when he can change my circumstance? You see, everybody's story is different. But whether we have one day left to live or a hundred years, he's still the Lord, and we still have the promise of eternity. I still remember one of the notes that the late Leonard Ravenhill had wrote to me, and he said, Brother Doug, let others live on the raw edge or the cutting edge. You and I should live on the edge of eternity. You see, when I go through challenges now, I still remember those words. Do you need a breakthrough in your life? Do you believe only he can do what needs to be done in your life? in that place of bondage, mental and emotional challenge, broken relationships, broken hearts, marriage or finances. I remember David Wilkerson once told me, the ones that God wants to use the most are the ones the devil tries to distract the most. Just like with the woman with the issue of blood, the doctors of the day told her that her situation was hopeless. And that is what many voices inside and outside of the church are saying today. They say the situations in our communities and nation are hopeless. But when the woman connected with Jesus, he sensed his virtue being drawn from him. It changed her narrative and became part of recorded history. You see, when we press into Jesus, our perspective, our narrative, and our history changes. May we not just sing about, talk about, and pray for revival, but may we be those who are part of a revival in our generation 
that will transform not just our families or our cities, but one that will change the narrative of history and impact the nations of the world. Yes, there are times in life that we're all confronted with challenging moments, and it's easy to be overwhelmed by circumstances, by the disappointments of life, distractions, even disillusionments, and the pain and sorrows of life. But I remember in Psalm 46, verse 10, as the Father is saying to us, Be still and know that I am God. You see, His intention is lifting us up onto His shoulders and giving us a peace and a comfort because it comes from a perspective from His vantage point rather than the circumstances that we might be looking at. I'm reminded of Luke 21, 13, that everything we go through in the midst of all the struggles that it will turn out as an occasion for our testimony. As I think of Michael and Kimberly and all they went through, and that rejoicing with their daughter, but yet still in sorrow and grief over the loss of their son Ezra and their son Nehemiah, in the midst of this bittersweet moment, they're focusing on pressing into the Lord, just like each of us need to press in so we can press forward and we can possess the land of God's promises for our lives. Oftentimes when I'm going through challenges or struggles or sorrows, I go through an internal wrestling with myself and also wrestling with God. But wrestling with God changes our identity. So bear with me for a moment because I like to use wrestling analogies because I used to wrestle in high school and some in freestyle after high school. But I think about this, that Jacob, after wrestling with God, became Israel. Caiaphas, wrestling internally and with the Lord, became Peter. Saul, who was a persecutor of the church, became Paul. Throughout Scripture, think of all the individuals out of the place of hurt, sorrow, bitterness, fear, insecurities, became something of greatness because they served a God greater than their circumstance. I think of Hannah in the tabernacle of Shiloh, in the place of her own desperation and woundedness and insecurities and fears. She came in sad but left with an expectation of gladness and her world turned things upside down because she birthed forth a new generation of righteous judge and prophet in Samuel. I think of Ruth, rather than going back to where she was from, she pressed in and pressed on with Naomi. And you read throughout scripture the legacy of her life and the descendants of her life because she pressed in and pressed on. Likewise, each and every one of us There is something far beyond where we are right now when we press into the Lord, into the very presence of the Lord, drawing virtue from Him, we then have the empowerment to press onward to possess the land of God's promises for our life. May I encourage you today, don't just look at your circumstance. Realize that the God who changes circumstances changes your story. Let's press in, let's press on, and let's possess the land of God's promises. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.